When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The world outside your window is not great, but what if everything was super here on Post Show Recaps? It is. It's everything the super. It's the podcast about all things super heroic, presently focused on Marvel's What If, the animated series airing on Disney Plus that I, Josh Wiggler, have yet to talk about because What If Post Show Recaps lost its mightiest podcaster is what we've been dealing with in these last couple of weeks of uh, the Everything is Super coverage. Kevin Mahadeo, how have you survived without me? I um I'm not too sure who you are. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Where is Mike? Did you kill him? Where is, is Latanya? That what's yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Have you killed the mightiest I, podcaster? I definitely haven't. I definitely haven't, but I may have gone on some sort of uh, uh, rogue agent revenge quest to win my way back on. To the podcast and unfortunately it's just the one of me it's not like a small army of uh shape-shifting loki's that i'm bringing along uh yeah, for the i guess like they're like mirror mirror loki yeah right? like, they're, they're yeah. just copies of him they're not like variants of him which is now a thing uh, we have to keep track of <laughs> Um, I do want to quickly just say we got a great email in today before we started uh, recording the podcast. And at this point, uh, uh, some spoilers for What If Episode 3, which we're going to talk about today. So if you haven't watched it yet, uh, this is your warning. Turn back now. The spoiler warning coming in very, very early. But this great bit of feedback from David, who wrote in and said... So, what if just made the fight scenes in Loki look even shittier, huh? Uh, <laughs> which is really funny because I mean, uh, yes, <laughs> Loki just totally pantses Hank Pym in this yep. episode uh, after Hank Pym has just very effectively murdered <laughs> all of the original Avengers, and then Loki shows up and just totally hands it to this guy. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really funny when that came across the desk today. I laughed very, very, very hard. I'm really pumped to talk about this episode because I got a, a lot to say uh, about it. But Josh, 
You've been gone. We don't even know what you have to say Since about the first two gone. episodes. Uh, yeah. What no, if watched- Josh Wiggler was Kelly Clarkson right there? <laughs> uh, man, a lot of things would change. I'm an American Idol. I'm not podcasting. I have a talk show <laughs> somewhere else, though. Uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff that happens if I am Kelly Clarkson. I think since you've been gone, the U is Y-O-U. I do think I just spell out the word. Pretty sure I don't have it in me to title a yeah, song. You, since you, you're too grammatically correct to, to do to mess with that. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, no, I want to talk about uh, all things. What if? And then, like, very specifically, this episode. Also, Kevin, this week the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer officially dropped. I want to talk about that, which I think will be very fun, considering you, Kevin, famously don't watch trailers. Think we're gonna and fix I that? Haven't <laughs> you? Ha- he, Kevin has not watched the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer yet. Let's see if we can fix that by the end of this podcast. Uh, so I do think it'll be a really fun one. Of course, always get your feedback in super at postshowrecaps.com. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Your ratings and reviews tremendously appreciated over here. Um, all right, Kevin. Uh, this is the part where, like, then I let you interview me. Uh, about, uh, about, uh, what if I'll take a sip of water while you gather yourself? Uh, I mean, I don't need to gather myself. I'm a, I'm a professional. Uh, yeah, you're I'm such a professional. You're such a professional that you just filibustered long enough for me to take a sip of water. That was what you gotta do. <laughs> you know what's going on now. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So like, yeah, let's get into it. I'm curious because, uh, there's, there was a lot of divisive feedback on the first episode so i gotta right. know where you stand and i feel like i'm hoping you stand you know in the right spot but what are your thoughts on that first one do you did you enjoy it do you think it was the right one to go out the gate with um do you think it was too close to the plot of the original one okay what, what, what are your feelings here josh uh so i i thought that i thought that the first episode was like totally fine like i kind of enjoyed it i i really liked captain carter as a character i really enjoy the idea of uh of peggy carter running around out there with super soldier serum i really loved the idea of skinny steve in iron yes. man armor and skinny steve that- and giant peggy just all in love I thought that that was dope. I really, really did. Um, I think the thing that I felt the best about was that I wasn't distracted by the fact that it wasn't Chris Evans doing the Steve Rogers voice. Um, this was like a big concern of mine coming into, coming into the season was like, so they definitely have so many of the actors, uh, on board, but they don't have everybody. Uh, specifically in this episode, they don't have, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, and probably never will again, considering everything that's going on, uh, between her and Disney. Um, and I was like, is that going to be like real uncanny valley type stuff for me? Uh, and it was not. And so I really appreciated that. Um, I thought that the first episode was like a little bit slight, I guess. Um, I thought that maybe sort of like the inciting incident of what makes it so that Peggy, um, becomes Captain Carter maybe didn't like fully make sense that her choice to stay in the room leads to everybody staying in the room. I guess maybe See, I would have liked the conversation there with what, all the scientists. What's the com- here's the thing. I, I think one thing people are overlooking is the fact that if a female at the time said she was going to stay in the room, 
than everyone else the, does. The men are going to stay in the room. The men are not going to allow... Rubble, rubble, rubble. I'm not right. going upstairs. Rubble, exactly. Rubble, rubble. Like, why do we yeah. have to be away from yeah. everything? Like, that's the part they cut that, again, if you pay attention to the sexism, it would be, of course, yeah. they would stay in the room. They're not going to just let her do it. Like, absolutely not. They're going to totally. get the front row seat, too. Um, but I think the thing, like, the question of, like, I, I think that's great. Um, I think that the, the question of, like, is this the right one to start with... Um, uh, I think yes. I, I at least of the three that we've seen, for sure, for me. Um, and uh, in no small part, thanks to like, it's not the first of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, but Captain America is the first Avenger, right? So I think like you got to start with the first What If Avenger. Uh, so you have to start with Captain Carter. Like if we are like sort of like tracking all these Elseworld tales. Uh, and like trying to like somewhat like filter them through, um, like the MCU adjacent, uh, lens. Um, you know, the, and certainly what are we calling it now? The, the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, the MCM. Um, I think it's super appropriate to start with Captain Carter. Um, so I have no issue with that being the one we started with. I thought it was, I thought it was like for me, probably like, um, I think for me of the three of the three episodes so far, I think it's probably the one I would rate the lowest, but like not in like a like a super low way. I think I'd give it like a like a seven and a half out of ten. I don't know what that translates to in Infinity Stones. I guess the point is I'm I'm really enjoying the show. Let me just like say that. Like it's very fun. It's just like great, like very easy watching. I woke up uh really early the other day just because I had to do a thing. Um and I had like uh like a full hour to kill before the thing I had to do. Uh and I was like, Oh yeah, new what if? And I just like chilled with my coffee and I watched Hank Pym kill all the Avengers. Yes. And I was like, what a great start to my day. Um, I, I, I love I'm it. enjoying I love myself. It. I'm having a very good time. The show is exactly what I wanted it to be for once, right? Like we've been through uh, three series so far between WandaVision, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, and then Loki. And all three of them had things where I was just like, okay, cool. I mean, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't what I hoped the series would be. And then along comes What If, and it is exactly what I've wanted. It is so fun, and so, and, and like, starting with Captain Carter made sense to me, right? Like, that first one, like you said, I think it did stick a little too close, but it was fun, it was great, no complaints. And then I think it is the easy way to, like, ease people into this, because after that, Josh, the the Black Panther episode, Oh holy my god. Crap. It was it so was... good. It was great. It was, it was, I, I've, um, you know, it was the kind of thing was like, am I ready to see this? Like, am I ready to get Chadwick back? Like, am I ready to confront all of this stuff? Um, and like the, there was a lot of like sadness, like heading up to it. Cause I, like, you know, this, they were pretty cards up that this was the episode that was, uh, that was coming our way. Um, or at least like the critics who had seen it. I don't know if Marvel was, uh, promoting it outright. Uh, but certainly the buzz was like, yeah, it's episode two. Um, and so like, I was like, I was like sad. I was bummed. I, I was, uh, I was like both looking forward to it and not looking forward to it, if that makes sense. Um, and then like the overriding feeling of the entire experience of watching that episode was just like pure joy and just like, um, uh, feeling like, I don't know, it's just like feeling really like happy with this notion of like the greater cosmos being healed by like the empathy and intellect and like, uh, all of those like inherent superpowers of T'Challa. 
Uh, and seeing like the way he impacts so many of the different characters, um, seeing like sort of like uh, like uh, film noir Nebula with the blonde yes. wig. Obviously, like the the like I changed Thanos with a conversation piece. Um, I guess Doctor Strange didn't see that. Like, shouldn't he have just been like back on, uh, back on, uh, on Titan when they're like, how many of these do we win? Shouldn't Doctor Strange be like, we win the one where I quickly teleport to, to Wakanda. Go, <laughs> hey, King T'Challa, come with me. And then I bring him to Titan and then I sit him down across from Thanos to have a conversation about why it is bad to blink all exist half of all existence out of the universe. I love the idea that Black Panther was able to just like, Boop. no, that's wrong. That's a bad idea. And I also love that the Thanos that is in that episode is still like, you know, I did have some points. Yeah. Like he's such a narcissist that <laughs> he he's not totally it letting right, it go. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved everything about episode two. It was definitely of the three so far my my favorite. It was like really emotional. It was like it was in some ways for me it felt like pretty healing. Um, I really loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, and like that episode, I think really unlocked the potential of the series, and I think converted a lot of people who were on the fence. It seems, and then we continue with this this week. This week continues this trend of like this is like what if it's going to be? It's going to be weird and it's going to be crazy. Like it started off, and I know. Uh, like Robin and I are watching it and immediately we are just like holy crap is this what this episode is going to be about like all of them getting killed off and it was so like well done well executed it's just this is the fun of what if right like the Thanos thing I also was a bit like "Mm, I don't know about that but if again when you're gonna do this type of story why not do something like this with Thanos you have the opportunity to do something crazy and fun and this is a great example. If you have the opportunity, do something crazy. Like the craziest thing they possibly could have done. Acknowledge the Incredible Hulk movie starring Edward Norton. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I'm on an island with this, but I would have loved if they had brought Edward Norton back. Uh, <laughs> like as like sort I think of like he would have said no. <laughs> I think that like the olive branch mea culpa type stuff of like, look, we've gone our separate ways. You know, things have worked out the way they have. Uh, but this is what if this is like you know multiverse stuff. Uh, come on. Edward, come on down. Like, it would have been <laughs> unbelievably great. Um, it was almost like the weirdest thing that's happened so far to me was uh, was Mark Ruffalo coming out of the, uh, like, the janitor's closet yeah. or whatever. Uh, it's like, wait, but that's supposed to be Edward Norton. He's not es- here for this. Especially since the actors doing the voice was definitely doing a Liv Tyler, like, that breathy Liv Tyler impression. Um, the, the, the Betty Ross Liv Tyler was hysterical yes. uh this is something uh that brendan fitzpatrick was talking about in the the poster recaps patron discord this week of like uh the actress is stephanie Pan- panicello who does betty ross in what if and uh she's just like full-on going for a Liv tyler impression yep. and it's not quite there uh, not quite but there but it was close enough to confuse so, <laughs> it's so clearly an attempt at it that yep. i couldn't stop laughing and i don't know if that's what i'm supposed to be doing in that moment but it's absolutely what i was doing and i'm not mad that that is what i was doing uh i really enjoyed it um i i loved uh that uh this week what if was who done it you know uh yeah. not the reality show like i'm really thrilled that it was like it was the murder mystery i thought was was a really really cool idea and also like tying it back to um 
non-MCU. I, although I guess technically, yeah, because he's in the 60s is how uh, Ant-Man is operating. But like in like Coca-Cola classic Marvel comic stuff, Ant-Man is like a central uh, initial Avenger, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hank Pym is like a key Avenger. And right really- at the top. It's really interesting too. I really, uh, I really love that reveal. I, I kind of like had that moment early on where I was like, I think it's, I think it's Hank Pym. And I think the, the main reason I thought that is just because like, even in the comics, Hank Pym is perpetually like one step away from losing his mind and becoming a bad guy. So it like yeah. totally tracks for me that this happened. Um, I love that the inflection point wasn't, and this is like cool to kind of see like, it's not going to always be just like this defining moment from, a movie right like it is something that was tied to obviously these characters but it was its own thing and led to this entire skewed reality uh but it like man like the changes that happen this is what's so cool because like the, the even the way it ended despite the fact of all these avengers dead um gets you amped right gets you like amped to be like oh man this universe seems really interesting and where it could go afterwards uh yeah and and just at first by the way Robert and I thought, like, is this going to be like, what if Nick Fury and Black Widow are just like screw ups? <laughs> like, yeah. for a hot second, it's just like, what if they were incompetent? And it's just that they all died that way. And it would have well, been very I, funny. I thought it. I thought it was a compelling choice to um, kind of withhold the the what if incident from us. You know, like yes. that's not a thing yes. that has happened so far. Is like cards up uh, for so much of this. It's been like, what if one decision changes everything else? And so, like, that's how Captain Carter is born. And, like, that is, like, uh, like very much front and center in that first episode and, like, that first major scene. Um, it's obviously very similar with, uh, with, with T'Challa as Star-Lord. Uh, you know, they flash back to that. But they give it to you very, very early. And in this episode, you really have to work for it. And, in fact, you never see it. What no. you hear, just like the thing that changes is basically, I mean, like, obviously we never see what happens, but effectively the idea, right, Kevin, is like, what if like the bullet went five inches to the left uh, is like effectively what happened? Uh, like Hope is on a field mission and gets killed. Yeah. Um, like, what if a mission goes wrong um, and a person is gone and Hope is lost? literally mm-hmm. uh, like what does that change and i and I, I i thought that that was a a really cool idea to like keep that from us and i also just thought it was like a really um a really compelling narrative idea of how how badly um not how badly like how how drastically things can can change uh with one with one very small like one very important like small thing that that shifts like the like the loss of like one person condemns this universe to subjugation under Loki. Um, I thought I thought it was a really great idea, and I thought that they explored it really well. And I thought that doing it in sort of like the murder mystery genre was very unexpected. Uh, like I I I think I had that feeling throughout most of this one was like not ever feeling like fully like uh, situated in what I was watching. Uh, like, I kind of, like, kept waiting for, like, sort of the premise to, like, reveal itself. And then I think, like, by the time that, like, Thor is dead yep. and then Hawkeye is dead, I'm like, so this is, like, a full-on murder mystery um, was about the time that, like, I felt, like, comfortable and settled in the genre. But I loved that I wasn't all the way there until we got that far. 
Yeah, because it just, again, shows the potential of the fun and, and the ways that they can do these types of stories that are super interesting. And and breaking the standard, right? Because, like, again, like you said, the first previous two episodes set up this idea where you're going to have the intro by Jeffrey Wright. He's going to talk about what happened in the actual movie. Then he'll talk about, like, this is what could be different. And then we'll go. But even the showing, like, but what if it wasn't that? What if we could tell stories differently per episode? And we got that here. We we got the, the standard opening, but then we just went into it. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. We also did get the Watcher and just being a creepy Watcher throughout. I love those moments of just him in the background standing in the sky. Like, I thought that yeah. was so funny and so spot on to also the comic book stuff. This show is clearly made with a love for comic books and a love for, for this genre and this style. And I, I, I really appreciate it as a person who's so obsessed uh, with Elseworlds and multiverse and these types of story potentials. Like they're doing such a killer, great job. Killer, obviously pun intended here. Um, and I, I loved every moment of it. I definitely had surprises throughout. Uh, I didn't think Black Widow was going to be also killed, but like she got taken down. So that was like surprising. It did a really good job uh, in this episode for me, and I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. One thing for, that I want to comment on as far as um, how uh, how What If has proceeded so far, and I haven't had the chance to, is the ways in which some of the characters from live action to animation in that adaptation process just become incredibly swole. Uh <laughs> This this week it's like Loki going like full Gaston, uh, like I feel like he's got, got like real like square jawed quality to him. Like that's not Loki. That's not <laughs> what this guy is all about. That he like he kind of has like this buffness to him. Um, and then the other big one, obviously, was like last week with like super jacked, roided out of his mind, full on Disney villain collector. Yes, uh, which adored uh, it. I, I, have, <laughs> I have, I have really enjoyed that. I mean, that's the medium. That's what you do here, right? Like, you know, like give us like cool, big, exaggerated designs. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying that collector specifically. Last week, I was like. This is not the guy, but I'm kind of loving this version. Love it. I, I love what they're able to do because it's animation. You're able to have Samuel Jackson essentially like front flip over Ant-Man at one point, right? Like, you know, obviously that's not going to happen in the movies. And it flows really well. The action is really, really well done in this series, um, which is crazy. And I think by this point, especially like last week, I didn't even notice it. This week, nothing. I think when I first started off, I was a little bit jarred by the animation but now i'm like super into it it's like feels smooth and natural to me i do think that my favorite action scene across the three episodes so far is um that first uh episode captain, captain carter, carter. Like, bursting yeah. through the plane and like alongside uh skinny steve and the hydra buster um i think i think that that whole thing that was like sets of old timey music like yep. uh as she's very like, pulpy uh it, it it really felt like a pulp story and it felt like um it felt like the kind of sequence that like they couldn't pull off in live action. So like, it's really like leaning into the strength of the medium of like, um, uh, what, you know, not, not entirely that your budget is limited to your imagination. Cause they're for sure big production costs in animation, but, um, in a way that is, that is decidedly different from live action. And it is a lot more that like, uh, I, I feel like a lot more is like, um, 
achievable based on like kind of what's in your mind's eye and you can like uh pour out into the into the into the medium um so i loved all of that um yeah this is this was like a a really great showcase i thought for for nick fury who is like right now in the mcu proper a guy i'm really looking forward to like checking back in with because i feel like we've been at such a We've really been at a big remove from Nick Fury for a long ass time. Um, like we haven't like really, really, really meaningfully checked in with him in a minute, right? I mean, like obviously Captain Marvel, but that's that's Fury that's in the nineties. Same thing with Far From Home. That's not Far From Home. Fury. That's not Nick. Uh, yeah. You know, you see him for a hot second uh, in Age of Ultron. Uh, I mean, I think you, it's Winter Soldier, right? I, I feel like that's Winter Soldier, the last time like, we really, gets, really saw him. Winter Soldier, he gets taken out, but not really. And then he goes off because he's got shit to do. And then Age of Ultron, he pops up in the barn and then he disappears. And then you have him in Infinity War getting uh, getting dusted. Right. And then you but have him like in nothing, the 90s. Right? Yeah. And then he's back at Tony Stark's funeral. And now he's in space. And we mm-hmm. know we're going to get a lot of him in in Secret Invasion when we get there. And we know that this is not like our Nick Fury, like quote unquote underline our Nick Fury. Um, but it was still just like a really fun time, I thought, to like be with the guy who's putting all this effort into the idea. There was an idea. Also, yeah. that line, there was an idea. There was <laughs> an idea. It was, was actually really gutting. Like, it was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was another cool story of like what if your life's work was like tragically horribly sabotaged in such a quick burst of time um and i also loved how that sort of lampshades the idea kevin of like so much happened in that one week and sort of like almost like jabbing at itself right like of like the of the mcu's own timeline of like uh, was this yeah, established that's my question because like this is the first time I'm hearing about it, like that all of this stuff happened in the course of a week. I feel like this is a new uh, continuity thing they're throwing our way. It's not like the full scale, like uh, the Loki invasion happened this week. I mean, it happens because Thor gets killed. And so that like ups Loki's timetable. And I I think that he's like, he's able to conquer earth through means that he was not, uh, that were completely unavailable to him by the time he attacks in Avengers. Like, I f- I get the feeling that this Loki hasn't, like, made a deal with Thanos oh, or yeah, anything like sure. that. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we're still talking, yeah. like, Iron Man 2 was one day, then Thor yes. was the day after yeah. that, an Incredible Hulk after that. Like, that timeline, I'm just like, that's wonky. But again, it makes if some it's what sense, because Coulson tells Tony in Iron Man 2, like, I have to go to New Mexico. I, I gotta go do a thing. Uh, So, like... Iron Man 2 and Thor happening basically at the same time totally tracks and makes sense to me. Um, Probably the thing that makes the least sense to me is Incredible Hulk being in there. uh, But I think that Incredible Hulk fitting into continuity is a very strange deal to begin with. Because yep. Tony's in that post-credit scene, as we've like ta- we talked about this when we did our Incredible Hulk podcast all the way back in the day. Uh, well over a year ago at this point, My if God. you want to feel a little gross and weird, um, that like him coming to General Ross like doesn't align with uh, Tony's um, place with Nick Fury and like his positioning within the the Avengers Initiative and stuff. So that was the thing that was maybe like the the most out of place for me. But obviously, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fact check the the Marvel Studios continuity keepers here. If they say that all took place 
in the same week. Who am I to say it didn't? You know, let's go with it, right? Like, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Basically, and also, I guess th- they discovered Captain America that week as well. You would get the impression as well. Makes sense though that they would then like have to like probably have like a month, two months on from all of that stuff before Loki attacks and the Avengers have to assemble for real because like Steve has to defrost, mm-hmm. right? He's got to thaw out. Hulk has to like go off to wherever he is to like go however many days without incident. Um, and Thor, Thor is gone. He's uh, he's back in he's Asgard. Asgard yeah, all, all that's going down. So um, I do think there is a space there for sure before before it all shakes down in in Avengers. But I don't know. I mean, I also again I like the idea that yeah, Cap wasn't unfrozen yet. So we are going to enter a world where there's going to be two captains basically. I love the, the the cameo at the end of uh, of Captain Marvel uh, when he went and grabbed the the beeper. I got real excited thinking that That's Captain cool. Marvel was coming down. Um, yes. But like, yeah, it 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 sets up such cool stuff. I mean, and that's the the joy of a lot of this, right? Like a different universe with a different team of Avengers dealing with a different Loki problem. Um, it's really fun and really cool. And it's just one of those things. Like again, I was like, man, I would I would love some more. And like at this point too. I, I keep, you know, we've talked about like the length of episodes for like WandaVision and, and all these others, but like this being episodic, I'm like, give me more than nine. Like, right. Give me a, for the first time, I'm like, give me a traditional full season of TV. Give me 22 episodes. Like, I'm so hyped on this that I, I, I really just want more. Uh, and obviously, you know, they can't do that for various reasons, but like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so into it and I'm so just, really excited about this series as a whole and i really hope other people are i know it's a tough one because it's animation so we'll see how it all shakes out for them i'm really enjoying it i i i'm very hopeful they'll do another season uh i i, I mean i, I think they like confirmed it, they've already they've already confirmed i think there's a okay cool this one i i think the thing for me that i'm still looking out for is like are these connecting is there going to be a culmination with all of this stuff um like i feel like the watcher as a character and having an arc if that exists it's really subtle and i'm not fully seeing it yet um but that's the kind of thing that maybe like plays differently on a binge or like when somebody like gets when all the episodes are out and somebody like does like the recut of the progression (laughs) of the watchers like takes on everything i think like maybe i'm missing a little bit of uatu like i do think that uh, I would I would enjoy a tiny bit more of uh, what Jeffrey Wright's doing with that. I mean, that's what but. I liked about this episode, right? Is that they solved that by just having creepily in the background. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that one <laughs> shot of I, it's. Is it Coulson who's driving in the desert yes. and uh, the watchers just there in the background, mm-hmm. or uh, is it Fury who's driving? I don't know who's driving in the desert. Someone's driving in the desert, and you see uh, you see him just like that. Lurking. Might be Fury driving to the hammer at that point. Yeah, it's like um, in the yellow and sky, yeah. and it's just it's glorious. It's yes. really, really, really great. Um, so you 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 pegged Hank Pym as the I as did the killer. I did. I I um I there was just a, a line that they say early on about um about like what happened. I don't remember if it was the the Hawkeye moment when he was dead, but like. It, early on in the episode, they say something, and I was just like, "Oh man, I think it's Ant Man." But why would he be doing this? And I, 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 I kind of had that idea. And then once the Black Widow thing happened, I'm like, "Oh, it's definitely Ant Man." 
Um, yeah. like when they when they pull, show Janet specifically, right? Like when they show Janet Van Dyne specifically, I was like, oh, it's definitely Ant Man at this point because like why show that character? And then they obviously reveal it like very shortly after that. Um, yeah. so it did peg a little early on that it's Ant Man, which I think is cool because like. People look at Ant-Man, too, and are just like, this guy, this guy's an Avenger, what's so dangerous about that? And you kind of see, like, yeah, given the right mindset and the and the right preparation, uh, he could do some damage. Yeah, uh, I like that he was uh, rocking the yellow jacket uh, costume, too. I thought it was a nice touch. Right, which uh, obviously leaves a lot of uh, questions there on, like, what has this universe's Hank Pym been up to? It's really cool, and it's really interesting. Um, I like that other things are the same. Coulson is, is basically the same. Coulson really in love with Steve Rogers to the point that his password was hashtag Steve, Steve, Steve. I yeah. love Steve. 0704. Love Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that this is the universe that uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. exists because no. Coulson is still alive? Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm just asking for it. We'll do it. We'll, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a future uh, What If episode. Perhaps. I mean, that would be really interesting if that they, would be if they cool, messed actually. with some of that, that stuff, right? Yep. Like, this is also their opportunity to to delve into realms that we haven't gotten before. Imagine a Defenders episode, right? Like, I don't necessarily know if, if we need the, the original cast voicing, but, like, imagine being t- able to mess around with, like, Daredevil or something in this moment. I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really interesting. It gives them a chance to kind of bring some of that uh, that flavor into this world. Who knows what their long-term plans is with those characters, so we pro- they right. might not because they have other stuff they have an idea for, but I think that's interesting, and I think that could be really fun to play with, because it's also an alternate universe, right? Like, maybe the Netflix series took place on a different Earth, and we get yeah. to play around with that a little bit. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, some feedback on this one. Very funny from uh, from Josh Lemer. Damn, what a bad look for Darren Cross. A 70, <laughs> a 70 year old Hank Pym with bad intentions is able to kill five of the core Avengers with the same exact technology and abilities he had. Uh, yeah, that sucks for, uh, for the Corey Stoll character from Ant Man. Uh, hell hath no fury like a Hank Pym scorned. I mean, uh, that's accurate though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is from, uh, the great Jim Fells. He writes in another great episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I quite like these stories that are set in the same fictional world, but with tiny differences that eventually lead to these huge changes. Because of that, I don't mind that some of the voice actors are different because the ones that are familiar are a welcome surprise every time. It really feels like a creative kid playing around with his favorite toys making up crazy stories by mixing and pairing certain elements and characters. It's fun trying to guess who's behind these murders or how and why Nick Fury managed to beat Hank Pym. Um, also, that Ant-Man and Thanos meme ends up being scarily accurate, but with different <laughs> characters and body parts. <laughs> and yeah, if you don't know what that does. is, if you don't know what that is, there is uh, a very uh, popular on the Marvel internets, uh, there was a popular fan theory about how, uh, how the Avengers would defeat Thanos in Avengers Endgame, and it involved Ant-Man <laughs> traveling uh, to parts unknown. Let's just leave it there. Um, He'll go this up was, his butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's going to go up his... Basically what he does to the Hulk uh, in this one, except, uh, yeah, up the butt uh, is what was going to go down there. Um, it was wild watching the Hulk explode. That was yes. gross. 
That was yeah. very gross. <laughs> uh, it does show that, like, it's a good thing that, that I mean, Hank Pym was right. Like, don't take my tech. My tech is very dangerous. Keep yeah. this away from people. Because, uh, like, he's, 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 like, a sick guy. Like, even, like, the good Hank Pym, you can tell this dude, like, has looked at, like, Bruce Banner. He's like, I know how I'd kill that guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? He's like, he's like evil Batman in this moment. Yeah. Just like, he has planned contingencies. He hasn't even met these people, and he's already had, like, how to take all of them down. Um, I like this from Riley. Riley uh, said it was a damn good episode, and it felt a lot like the Marvel MCU version of Identity Crisis, mm. except good. Uh, Kevin, uh, without spoiling Identity Crisis, uh, what is an identity crisis as far as comics are concerned you don't have to like tell me what it yeah. actually what is like ident- well is. Uh, josh i'm glad you brought this up i've been dealing I with this problem know. recently um, so identity know. crisis was a 2006 i want to say um miniseries as part of dc comics that was that is very similar to this it is a sort of who done it murder mystery involving members of the justice league where um a character ends up dead and everyone's just like holy crap what happened what led to this and it essentially happened because of like a mental breakdown of of a different character uh, because of uh, another death situation. And so it is like grim. It is dark. Uh, it's a lot darker than this was, but it does play a lot with those themes, th- those ideas of like a murder mystery within a close knit group um, and goes really dark. But I, I do think that's a really good comparison, a really good call out. Uh, it was written by Brad Meltzer, who is a a pretty well-known um, author in, in the in the novel space, um, has done a lot of comic book work as well since, and drawn by, I believe, I want to say Rags Morales, not 100%. But um, yeah, it's, it was a really, really popular uh, limited series that follows basically a, the same conceit here. Uh, so if you're into this, you might want to check it out. But warning, it is much darker. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one more from from Tessa. Uh, uh, Tessa uh, says that um, all the objectifications of Thor by the other males were hilarious until Coulson smells Thor's dead body. <laughs> uh, smells like lavenders. Smells like lavender. <laughs> uh, was was really really fun. Um, yeah, I I would uh, I would say that I probably like this just a hair above uh, Captain Carter. Um, but I think part of that for me is like getting into the groove a little bit more and also being like a little surprised by the format. Um, but like there's a pretty big gulf between this one and last week's. I think last week's is going to be very hard to top. This one's up there with last week for me. Like last week has a lot, uh, that touches on just also because of the, you know, um, uh, the, the Chadwick Boseman connection. Like that really hits me on multiple levels and really elevated last week's episode. But this one is, is up there as far as like, story and theme and and like what they do and it is definitely up there for me um and like it's funny because like yeah i think i think the captain carter one is my least favorite but at the same time i really loved it and i've talked about how i wanted more of captain carter and knowing that captain carter is the one that they are going to more or less continue i think that does say a lot about like why probably right because captain carter wasn't really a full story captain carter was like a scene essentially in a bigger story uh, this is these two felt like complete tales uh, that we got a really good glimpse of this universe. We got a lot of like stuff to play around with in the, in the grander scheme of things. Um, so they felt a little more complete. Uh, and for that reason, I think they do end up ranking a lot higher. Um, and I, you know, I'm so pumped about what are they going to do next? I kind of love the fact that they don't tell us until a few days before they're just going to release an image. Right. 
Uh, like this week, they just released that picture of um of, of Samuel Jackson and Scarlett Johansson. Well, not them, but Nick Carter, Nick Fury, Nick Carter, Nick Fury, and uh, Nick Carter was in this. <laughs> yeah, oh, did no. you see that? He was in I the, like in the scene. Um, oh my god! Uh, and Black I'm, Widow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah, that's um, weird. But I like that idea, so I'm excited to see like what they're going to do next, like what story is going to come next. For a second, when she injected Tony, I was like, "Oh God, is this the zombies? We're we gonna get zombies?" Yeah. But not yet, not yet. They're coming, but not yet. Well, do you think that this could be like the zombie origin story? Like, do you think we'll check back in this world? Like, can you imagine like Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Captain Marvel are gonna have to like with Nick Fury and Coulson? Like, will they have to like uh like uh fight off the Avengers who've already died? Or do you think we'll just like check in with a totally different world at a certain point? I think it's just going to be different worlds, right? Like, I don't think we might check in with a lot of these other worlds anymore. Uh, maybe that might change depending on popularity of certain things. Uh, but I, and, and, you know, ultimately I am okay with that uh, because we just keep getting more interesting stuff. I wouldn't mind check-ins depending on like what they do and how they do it, but I don't want it to become just a series of serialized stories essentially. Cause I like, again, the joy of what if is being able to like mess around and play around with things and see what, what happens and what that concocts. Yeah. Um, finish out the story for me, Kevin. So Loki takes over Earth. Uh, and Captain Marvel shows up. She's been paged. Uh, and Captain America is has been discovered and they're gonna thaw him out. How does the where does this go next? What happens? Well, I mean that's that also depends on like what's been done so far, right? Like where are the levels of like what's what's been accomplished? Is Hydra still around? Do we have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch on on lock that we that that Nick Fury has to go find them? Do you have Captain Marvel and Captain America like recruiting all the other Avengers that we haven't gotten yet? We're never going to get the Vision in this world, so that's going to change a lot about like what Scarlet Witch is going to be like and what her you know situation is going to be. So I think that'd be really cool of venturing out and finding the heroes that weren't quite ready yet, but like bringing them into the fold. And some new heroes, as we know, like maybe in this universe, uh, Shang-Chi gets pulled in a lot earlier, right? Like there's a lot of potential for a lot of cool, interesting combinations of what these new Avengers could in fact be. Maybe this Um, is the world where the Netflix stuff gets pulled in and you have like Daredevil and Luke Cage and like Iron Fist as part of this team. Like, oh, it's so bad. We got to talk to Netflix. Yeah, we got to get Jessica, you know. Uh, Do we have to get Iron Fist? It's not that bad yet. (laughs) <laughs> we're not pulling him in just yet uh yeah do you think it's a big uh intergalactic incident though with the asgardians conquering earth like it's loki with asgard's backing so it's not as easy as captain marvel can just show up and throw him off the planet so this is like a big this is a big uh political crisis yeah, but like that's where you can get some of the Asgardian stuff playing in too, right? Because like, what is Odin's situation? What are the other Asgardians feeling about what Loki did? Uh, there's a lot of like cool questions and possibilities. Maybe in this universe, we get like the Valkyrie, um, you know, like playing along a lot, like a lot sooner or something like that. Depending on timelines, it's always hard to figure out like what's happened when. I think she may be like Hela was defeated a long time ago, so maybe the Valkyrie are gone. But I think there's stuff yeah. like maybe Heimdall joins them in this world. You know, that'd be awesome as hell. Yeah. Uh, Does the leader have any of Bruce Banner's DNA? I don't think so at this point, right? No. no, He does. He has a little bit. He has a little bit. Yeah, he has a little bit, but he doesn't have enough. But does he get his hands on any of it? 
Um, uh, what about Emil Blonsky? Did he get I was that? Just did he want that? <laughs> he wanted that and he needed that. Did he get that? Uh, it was really great to just be in Phase One. I gotta say, I love yeah. I love Phase One. Phase One's great. Like some of those movies aren't like the best, but that like time is very evocative. You know, that's like uh, you know, those, it feels like it's a lifetime ago. So it felt like very throwbacky. Um, that was really fun to like sort of like chill with some of uh, some of the characters, like. Um, or not even with some of the characters necessarily, because all of them died fast. Yeah. Uh, but like to like meet the universe in that moment, I thought was uh, I thought was pretty great. Yeah, it's it's like that different time period, right? Like a time long ago for us, and I'm interested to see them play in that in that time period some more because like, there's a lot of potential to do different things, zigs and zags at different points with with uh, yeah. with a lot of those older movies that we've almost like forgotten about. Even yeah. it'll be weird yeah. when they do one that we're like not as keen on. So that will be interesting. Um, yeah. at the same time like I may not be as like keen on Doctor Strange the movie but it'll be really interesting to see a what if about like Doctor Strange right like what if Mordu did become the Sorcerer Supreme like how does that affect probably a lot of stuff Um, so like again the potential is there to do some really cool stuff and play around in like all these different possibilities Um, Kevin anything else you want to talk about on the what if front before we start swinging towards other business Oh God! Speaking speaking of a uh, 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 of possible multiverses, I guess um, not anything comes immediately to mind. Just again, a lot of fun with this, and to see like see like Nick Fury, like you said, in in this much of a play um, where we haven't had him in a long time was really cool. Especially him and Coulson together again was really great. Yeah, totally agreed. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Which will be difficult point. for me because uh, I haven't watched it. <laughs> we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, the trailer. For Spider-Man No Way Home, the third Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man movie arrived this week after 
so much anticipation. This movie is coming out December 17th. Uh, and we are not terribly far away from that, and it Which is taken this is long. horrifying in and of itself. By the way, just what that it's not that far from now. Yeah, that like we're almost at to like God Jesus. What is what is what has happened to time? Time and is life? weird, dude. You know uh, that's 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 nothing anymore. You know, three months, ha. Huh? You know, give it to <laughs> us this point. Just lay it on. I can wait. Like three months will be here before you know it. Uh, my God, that's nothing. Uh, but Spider-Man is coming out in December. There had been no looks at it at all. Things had been obviously very leaky, uh, in terms of like what this movie could be about. Um, the, you know, the whole like title reveal, the fact that Dr. Strange is involved, the fact that Dr. Strange himself is going to be starring in the multiverse of madness. Um, and then just like lots and lots and lots of rumors, uh, and reports about like who might be in this movie what this movie might be all about. Um, and like, for whatever reason, like all these different pot, like there've been like rumors, Kevin, like a couple weeks back that the trailer was about to drop and then like nothing happened. Uh, and then there was like, uh, there's like uh, Sony like presenting at Comic-Con, nothing for that. Uh, Comic-Con so, like, Yeah, I know. Well, kind of like virtually if a tree falls, you know, God, like, yeah, I didn't uh, even hear anything about it. Jeez, what a change of pace on that. Yeah, uh, if a Comic Con happens on the internet, but no one's and around, no one tweets to, about it. Yeah, <laughs> was it really to tweet a about it? Did it really Comic Con? Uh, so like, there was there was nothing, and then uh, word started flying that there's CinemaCon that's happening this past week, and Spider Man No Way Home trailer is going to play at CinemaCon. That's uh, a real is, thing. That's made up. It you is just made those it words is, up. It is. It is absolutely one hundred thousand percent a real thing. Uh, it's in Las Vegas every year and it's like for the business, you know, like this is what's coming. This is everyone gives like their huge presentations. Uh, there's been like some cool stuff actually. Like we could do, it's like Disney investor day. You can't like roll your eyes at this. Like this is a thing. Uh, you know, like it's a thing that happens. There are some cool things that happen. Apparently the matrix four sounds dope. Oh my uh, god! I did see a poster for that, and I was just like, "What's happening here?" I don't. I haven't seen a poster for it, but I I read some descriptions of like some of the footage that was shown about Matrix Four. I don't want to talk about that in case everyone's like trying to dodge it, like Neo. I'm not going to be the guy who ruins yeah, I, that. I, I don't you. know anything about it. I hope it's more like the first Matrix than the last two, but we'll see. Uh, it's called The Matrix Resurrections. Is, of uh, course, like uh, just keeping the movie, with that theme, huh? Is called <laughs> anyway. So the word hits the street that Spider-Man trailer, the Spider-Man trailer is going to arrive at CinemaCon, and then a full day before the Spider-Man trailer drops uh, at CinemaCon, and uh, like, there's a lot of like, is it going to come online? Like, what's going to happen? Uh, the trailer leaks onto the internet, um, but it doesn't leak onto the internet in its natural form. It leaks onto the internet, Kevin, uh, by way of uh, a camera filming the trailer. <laughs> Jesus, of but course. But it's not just a camera filming the trailer. It's a camera filming a camera filming oh the trailer. Oh my god. And I don't know if we zoom out one more time beyond that, but maybe. But not beyond that. But there may be three cameras. I don't feels, remember. Feels like a marketing stunt, but continue. Uh, and the tr- and not only is it a camera on a camera, possibly on another camera on a trailer, but the trailer is with temporary VFX. 
Uh, uh, this is this is definitely a, a marketing stunt. This is a stunt. This was planned. It's like a it's it's like a, a trash video. Yeah, this uh, is this was planned. It's it's garbage. This, in your expert opinion, and you are somebody who could weigh in on such tactics. You think mm-hmm. that this is this is uh, this was uh, this was legitimately planted because Tom Holland then goes online. He goes, "You're all not ready for it." And like Sony then like releases the trailer and like for all the real ones out there, here's the trailer for everybody who waited. Yeah, this is definitely this yeah. was definitely set up 100. percent If that's how it yeah. shook out, especially with like Tom Holland jumping in and Sony jumping in, this is all. Planned. Yeah. This is yeah. all planned because yeah. like Sony wouldn't have done anything this fast if it wasn't planned out. Um, it usually will take a while for them to like process and decide like what they should do in response. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I, I'm I'm in the like this was this was set up, which by I mean honestly not a terrible marketing stunt though. Uh, it, I'm, I'm uh, on board for it. It worked. The buzz significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I certainly couldn't possibly weigh in on what it would have been like to have watched that trailer via camera on camera on possibly another camera on a VFX trailer. Like, I uh, I definitely couldn't tell you what that might have looked like. <laughs> Did you watch it? I, could, I would not be able to tell you what that... Uh, <laughs> what that looked like but then the actual trailer did you, does, did you film it was trap. it you was it you filming I, your no, computer screen <laughs> no kevin we're trying to stay active and not get shut down over here bad enough if they found out about wario and then we're done uh but no i i had nothing to do with it uh but then the trailer drops uh and it takes the internet by storm so what we're gonna do now is i've got the trailer ready mm-hmm. to go uh i'm gonna play it for kevin I hope and you're all happy, s- by the way. I'm breaking my rule for you all, this so is, I hope you and, appreciate and, this. And this is worth just, like, setting up. We, we're always picking up new people along the way. We always want to reset things as best as we can. Kevin has, a, like, an internal rule that, like, if he knows he's going to check out a thing, you're not going to bother, like, watching the trailer. You'll try and avoid all that stuff because you already know you're going to watch the thing, so you don't need Correct. to be sold anymore. You don't want to get stuff spoiled for you. Correct. My feeling is that, like... uh this is like major enough and i think like memeable enough that like you're gonna get hit with stuff so you may as well watch it on your own terms on your own podcast i already know that like dr strange is in like a parker sweater and people love it so like i already already know know that that, that, that's happened right like i mean i I feel like the biggest spoiler is out there now that i know that like that's it right like that's that's the thing to know um that is that is the one main thing i know so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to hit play on the trailer for you to watch, Kevin. Okay. Uh, I'll, Hopefully I'll this mute, works. I'll mute myself so that you can't hear me, Kevin. But what I'll do is I will comment on the trailer and also on your reactions <laughs> to the trailer. Okay. Uh, and feel free to just like keep like talking over the trailer as much as you want. But you, you, Kevin, won't hear me. Listeners, you will. But I don't want you. Don't need to hear my voice as you're watching it for the first time, Kevin. Okay. Uh, and I'll I'll do I'll do a ten a ten second countdown. So if you want to go pull up the trailer on YouTube, uh, the Sony Pictures Entertainment YouTube. That's the version that we're gonna watch with like the like the three second sting at the front of like the trailer starts now. We're gonna watch that whole thing. That you can time it right, director's commentary style. This is what we're going to do. Kevin, for your purposes, I'm going to mute myself right around now, unless you've got any questions for me. 
Uh, no, I'll, okay, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll try to do commentary as it's happening. I'll, 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 I'm gonna mute myself and then do the countdown, okay, okay. so, it's gonna be a 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Spider-Man! Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, just like a lot of New York. Yeah. So Kevin's watching it. His smile is very big. <laughs> he's just like kind of leaning and he's giggling. I you can hear him giggling. Love MJ and Peter already in this. Yeah. It's Peter and MJ just reading the paper, swinging around. Oh, God, how did I forget that he's in this? Yeah. Uh, so now we are going to see the arms that probably belong to Matt Murdock. Kevin does not seem to have noticed that. Seems like he's missed that those lawyerly arms that slap on the table are probably Mephisto belonging confirmed. to Charlie Cox. Uh, but I'll definitely ask him about it because those arms are definitely Daredevil's lawyer arms. I can't believe he's still going to school. <laughs> yeah, he's still going to school, Kevin, although you can't hear me say that. Yeah. All right, so now now Peter's what? walking in <laughs> to the room with the parka. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> and Kevin clearly loves the parka. Yeah. Kevin just like kind of like smacked himself on the chest a little bit, which I don't know if that's like a thing that Kevin does when he's just so overwhelmed with joy uh, that he has to hit himself a tiny bit. All right, so Wong is telling Stephen Strange... If that is his real name, I think a lot of speculation is this Doctor Strange. Oh, interesting. Did not do it. Okay, so Kevin's having a big reaction to the spell that Stephen Strange is casting. He's leaning in. Kevin's face is like really close in the monitor and his like jaw is half open. Let me see if I can take a screenshot of that. Uh, I've taken a screenshot of it, but it's going to be a very tiny thumbnail. And as the the spell has been cast, Kevin's face hasn't moved a muscle. Okay, now he's just recoiled for the first time as he's scratching his chin, watching uh, Doctor Strange tell Spider Man about the multiverse. Kevin really has been like kind of like unmoving at this point. I have to stress for like about a minute. He has like oh, this man. half smile on his face that I've known Kevin oh, for a long cool. time. Interesting. 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 It could. Okay. Here's the big moment. Here's we're going to get to the hello, Peter. I've known Kevin for a long time. I don't know if he's like happy about this or what. Okay. Here's the Dr. Octopus part. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Kevin just recoiled. Kevin just recoiled and we're getting like the, the Spider-Man music showing back up and now Kevin can hear me again. Yes, I uh, can. Kevin, wow. Uh, I, did, I did a lot of commentary and just like kind of what you looked like while could watching Could you hear it. me at all? Yeah, of course. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone could hear you. Okay. Uh, the best part, though, was uh, how for like a solid minute you didn't move. <laughs> like, I mean, what? Uh, what starts, basically he starts like Yeah, he starts doing the spell and you were kind of just like, oh my god. And you like kind of didn't you didn't move for like a solid well, like sixty seconds. So there's a lot there, in, and in, you were smiling in a way where like I know Kevin like is he did he like that or is he like I don't know. Uh, I so I I, I like it, but it, it harkens back to something that I think is terrible. 
Um, so it's interesting that they're messing with that. Basically, that scene where he's talking to Stephen Strange and they're doing that that spell almost is very reminiscent of uh, this comic book, One More Day, a crossover with Spider-Man in which he tries to rectify a mistake, which was involved in people finding out his identity. So it seems like they're playing around with that conceit, obviously in a very different way, and I'm all for that that they're doing here, but it did remind me that that it seems that they're messing around with One More Day, which is funny because I saw the that like person had the sign that said the like devil or whatever, and I did the Mephisto confirmed joke. But now like yeah. Mephisto is in that storyline, so I'm just like, oh god. Um, so do you think uh, do you think Mephisto is going to be in Spider Man No Way Home? I really freaking hope are he's we, not. Like, is this like a? Is this like? A, are we beating a dead devil at this point? Or? I, I hope. I hope that we get zero Mephisto in this. Uh, I the the. the the cool thing for me, right, was the appearance at the end. I I thought they were just going to tease out the objects and not actually show anyone. So that was pretty cool. Having Alfred Molina show up like that, I thought was really, really awesome. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of questions, though, right? Like, like how this happened. Like, what... Uh, what Do you think the- they would have shown a different actor if Alfred Molina hadn't, like, given that big interview? It was like, yeah, I'm totally in the next Spider-Man movie. I mean, maybe, right? Maybe they would have shown nothing, but now that it's out there. But I do like that they kept uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire out of it, right? So, like, we don't know yeah. anything there. Um, there's a lot of, of really I think that cool everybody is moments, still denying but, that, too. But, like, pretty obviously they're going to be in the movie. I mean, unless their names are, like, Steve and, and Marty Boner. Um, and it's right. just the, the family of Boners. Um, <laughs> Steve, Marty, and Ralph Boner. Uh <laughs> Which, a family of boners. A family of boners. Um, You've got a murder of crows and a family, and a family of boners. Of boners. Uh, yeah. But what I also really like, I love that opening of seeing Peter and MJ together, like, hanging out. I think that's one of the coolest and best things about the Spider-Man films is how grounded it feels and those relationship issues that it plays with. And it seems like the major part of this plot is pulling on those relationships of Spider-Man. That's always what it's been about for him. Um, and so I really love that part of it. Uh, it makes me wonder also, like, so much timeline wise, like, what's happening when? Cause, like, we have the, the, uh, what's his name being killed, um, in, in, in Loki, right? Kang or, uh, right. whatever, uh, yeah. gets killed. And that's what breaks the multiverse. But at the same time, like, you know, Wanda's doing her crazy stuff that we saw at the end of that. Now we have Stephen Strange doing his own thing. And it's one of those questions, like, is the multiverse really caused by one event or was it just a confluence of stuff that happened that was always going to be in this moment? Like a lot of hey, things going wrong. If, if the Avengers were assembled in a week, why not the multiversal Avengers, right? I mean, like, that'd, be a, uh, I'd, I'd be, yeah. To tie it back to what if, you know, if... uh if Iron Man 2 and Thor and Incredible Hulk and the discovery of Steve Rogers and the ice, if that's all happening on a Monday through Thursday... Why not all uh, of this, yeah? Why not all of this kind of just happening, blip, blop, bloop? Which I know, like, there was, like, um... There was that, like, fan video of, uh... Of, like, the moment where Wanda shows up as the Scarlet Witch... Yes. Uh, being, like, recut to, uh... The, the you know, the... Uh, like the sailing forth past the point that he who 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 remains can no longer see. Uh, so are we then gonna like see like Stephen Strange's spell and Spider Man like happen at that same time? At the same well? time, I mean, maybe I don't think so. Just because, like, I mean, maybe I don't know. The reason why those two things lined up that I said on the podcast, right? It's just how storytelling works. Um, like, so the timing of it like makes sense. Um, 
But uh, the other thing, that, speaking of that, the other thing I did see, it wasn't just the, the Parker, which, by the way, incredible. Like, even though I knew it, it happened, seeing him in that, just chef's kiss, um, is that I saw someone point out that the trailer, another reason why it could very well be, like, all planned, the trailer was released on 823, and right. in WandaVision, their special date, the important date for them, was 823. It was August 23rd. Right. So... Right. Another high evidence that this whole thing was planned from the start about when this trailer was going to be released and all that jazz. Um, yeah. But I thought that's pretty cool, right? Like, I thought if that's that's part of the deal that they're doing, I thought that's really interesting. Really, uh, really uh, clever. Some good marketing. There, they, they got some good people on it. There is some, uh, there is some question about, um, uh, about whether or not that is, is, is that actually, Stephen Strange. Uh, I think that there is like some like uh, internet chatter about could that be? Could it be that the that the Doctor Strange that Peter Parker is seeking out is in fact Mephisto? Ooh, uh, and I'm and I'm trying to find this. I just uh, why this... <laughs> why would be the question? Also. Uh, to make would, you cry. I mean, it, mission accomplished, I guess. To make you uh, feel a certain way. I just don't understand how that would even work, too, because very clearly he's doing, like, magic and magic in that, and, like, the idea of, like, it's Mephisto, and the stuff yeah. we've seen just feels very much just, like... I mean, it feels like also just going to be sloppy writing, and ultimately we're just like, I don't know, Mephisto can do whatever he wants. And it's just like, okay, so I guess he can yeah. do Dr. Strange's power if he feels like it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that there was like a side by side that I'm trying to find that's like an image of Doctor Strange in the parka by like the wintry fireplace because like something has happened to the to the Sanctum Sanctorum where it's just like covered in snow and he's by the roaring fire like swirling like a mug. Oh man, uh, hell, hell has frozen over. So exactly, therefore, Jesus exactly. Christ. And then there's like an image of Mephisto standing by a fireplace that looks very similar. So. I don't know. I'm just passing it along. Just I doing really my due hope diligence. the answer is no. I hope it's not. I honestly really it feels hope like it's a very not. MCU type thing to do, though, to like take something maligned from the comics and try to rehabilitate it. And like, yeah, very if much we've so. been waiting for Mephisto forever, and if they've been dropping some measure of clue uh, from place to place, uh, is this not like kind of like an unexpected place to do it, especially in the movie that has like absolutely everybody in it? I guess, but like, um, we do know that this is gonna come, you know, this is gonna lead up to Multiverse of Madness, so like w- him messing around with the multiverse and causing this sort of stuff feels like it's a good lead into Multiverse of Madness, and if, if Doctor Strange is in fact starring in that movie, and it's not actually secret change Mephisto in the Multiverse of Madness, how, right. how, why would it not be him here? Uh, did you notice Daredevil's arms? What? Uh, Daredevil's arms. Did you notice them? Did you notice Daredevil's what, arms? Did you no, notice Daredevil's arms? I did not see any did you, uh, red. I mean, there's did you, spider, while you there's were watching Spider-Man's the movie. Did you notice Daredevil's arms? No, uh, I don't understand what you're asking me. Like Daredevil's see, arms. Did you notice them? No, there was no one in a red costume in this thing besides Spider-Man, and his costume has black on it. So I don't think this is like black suit Daredevil. Like I don't understand what's happening right now. There's a scene where Spider-Man is in an interrogation room and the cops are interrogating him and somebody across the table 
has their arms out in front of Peter Parker and is wearing a white dress shirt and they're rolled up uh, to expose his forearms. Um, and those are what? Daredevil's arms. Are you? Mm, mm, mm. And those are Daredevil's arms. Okay, here's those the thing. Those are Daredevil's arms. Here's the thing. <laughs> it, you know what? If it is, if it is Matt, like I, I'm assuming that means like Charlie Cox is where people are going here. Which if it is him, yeah. cool. But also, the internet is goddamn insane. If that yeah, is what the internet is doing, arms. if that yeah. is what's happening right now on the internet, the internet is insane. And I, yeah, what's that happening place, right I now just, is is like uh, Daredevil's arms. What's happening arms. right now is that we've all lost our minds. Apparently, <laughs> we've lost our goddamn minds. And someone took a screenshot and was just like, yeah. "Charlie Cox, show us your arms." If yeah, I'm those are Daredevil. Charlie Cox, like, show us yeah, your the arms. Internet. The internet's doing those are Daredevil's arms. Uh, there is a uh, Doctor Strange in a parka. People are loving that. Uh, people are really loving to memeify. Hello, Peter. Uh, <laughs> and then like showing different pop culture Peters, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Peter Rabbit. Like, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Rabbit, What's good a one. good Peter that you would do that to? You'd say hello, Peter, and then you'd post an image of a of a Peter. Um. Uh, Maybe Peter Pan. I like Peter Pan. Uh, so that would that could be a fun one. Or Peter Penaves from <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia. But it's the movie Chronicles of Narnia because they are rebooting that into a TV show. That would be a good, like, ah, uh, yes, the alternate version of Chronicles of Narnia. I think mine would be, hello, Peters, and then it would be Bernadette Peters. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I'm just trying to go for something that hasn't been Unexpected? done yet. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't think anyone has done the hello Peter to Bernadette Peters, the actress and singer. I think I would be just my, uh, my friend Peter, just there. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like this is Peter Smith. Yeah, yeah. I went to grade school with Peter. It's just a picture of my friend Peter's uh, his high school yearbook photo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I only have our sophomore year. He left after that, so it's going to be a really grainy quality. Um, but I felt like it was important for you to see all of that. I think that there is going to be like there's a there's a lot of like uh, internet lingo that is like sprouting from the Godhead that is the Spider Man No Way Home trailer. Is it too much? Does it feel like it's going to be too much? I kind I mean, of feel like it's a little much. It's it's a lot, and again, it could all go terribly wrong because you know there's a lot to do and there's a lot of like excitement people have about it. Again, it could just be a boner joke, right? Like that's the danger, that's the risk they're playing with here. Um, I hope they don't do that here, but considering they are the ones who did it previously, it's a little bit dangerous uh, to, to be messing around with stuff right now with that. Uh, but also, I mean. If uh, Alfred Molina is in it, what if Alfred Molina is actually Mephisto? What if that's not Doctor Sh- Doctor uh, Doctor Doc Ock at all, right? Because uh, Alfred Molina voiced the devil in Rick and Morty, and since yeah. Mephisto is the devil, there it is. Alfred Molina is Mephisto, confirmed right there. I blew this thing wide open. Yeah, my thinking is that Willem Dafoe. Uh, you see, so he's a goblin. So he he can't be a Mephisto because yeah, he's a goblin. But he was Ryuk in the Death Note movie. That's uh, true. And, and, he and Ryuk is the, is the devil of right? sorts. That's true. He's a, oh man, he is a devil. 
so Willem Dafoe could certainly be the Satan. Where does that uh, leave us with Jamie Foxx? <laughs> yeah, has he done anything that's been uh, devil adjacent? I mean, he was in that really crappy stealth movie, right? Uh, yeah, it was literally called Stealth, right? Yeah, with the stealth, uh, like fighter jet. Yeah, and Josh Lucas and I Jessica like, Biel. Yeah, I feel like that movie is of the devil. So, I mean, there you go. That's something. Uh, well, uh, no, I was gonna say, uh, I thought somebody uh, else who was in that movie was uh, was Mephisto in uh, Ghost Rider. Uh, the, oh, what is that dude's name? Uh, it was some. Uh, uh, Kieran Hines was uh, Mephistopheles. Okay. In, uh, in and then Ghost someone else Rider. played um, uh, Peter. The Peter Fonda played him as well. Okay. Uh, in um, two Ghost Riders is. Uh, yeah, because Blackheart uh, so, was also in that movie, right? And he was like the main bad guy that uh, in the first one. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I it's obviously a super exciting trailer, and like I'm excited for like the Spider Man nostalgia, and it is absolutely actually factually insane that we are living in a time where like 20 years later we are seeing like all of these like sam raimi spider-man icons in a movie again in like this huge crossover event is like nuclearly nuts yeah especially like a year and wild basically like a year after we did our spider-man watch basically right like we did spider-man's films um, I will say, part of me is is nervous about this movie because it's the last it's the last Marvel Spider Man movie according to the deal, and part of it is also like, uh, hey, look at all these Sony Spider Mans. Remember Sam Raimi? Remember Alfred Molina? You like Spider Man and Sony, didn't you? And it's just like, I mean, that was like fifteen years ago. So here's. Like, Here's what, what I'm hope. worried about is that this is like Sony's just like Spider-Man can still be cool without Marvel. And it's just well, like, mm, what I hope, what I I've hope, seen Venom. What, I, what I hope is that they, uh, the Venom 2 trailer was pretty funny. Did not uh, watch that I, trailer. It's pretty because, funny. Uh, not because I plan on seeing it. Uh, the, the hope that I have is that this opens the door for Sony to make more Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies if they want to. And, like, if this somehow, like, reboots the fact that, like, Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina and these guys, like, they didn't die in their respective Spider-Man movies, they can, like, make more movies with those characters and actors. Like, why not? And especially, like, if you can do it in a way where, like, it doesn't have to, like, damage or impact the stuff that's happened before. Like, just have fun and make some movies and then let us have Tom Holland. Let us keep I mean, Tom Holland, and you go make your other Spider-Man movies, and and uh, I, I I wish you all the luck in the world, and hope to God that you guys uh, can figure it out. I would but if love you that. Don't, then, like, it they, doesn't impact all of our stuff. If they, yeah, if they split reality, and it's just like Tom Holland Spider-Man exists in the Marvel stuff, and you know Tobey Maguire exists in the other stuff. Awesome. I think that'd be cool. I think Sony is. I think Sony as a company is risk adverse as most companies are, and there would be too big of a risk because Tom Holland is a guaranteed money uh, maker, and Tobey Maguire is not guaranteed, and when you're going to bet on something like that, you'd want to bet on the guaranteed money maker. 
So that's my concern is that I think politics will play too much of a, of a role in something like that. But I would love that in a, in a, in a like pure world scenario. I would love that outcome, right? Because I would be pumped to watch that stuff. I'd still watch it. Like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man films, like weren't going to be the thing that like, that's not where it went wrong to me. Spider-Man three, as we know, went wrong because of Sony. So one has to again consider where this is going to ultimately lead. Yeah. Uh, it should be noted we have not uh, said a word about Andrew Garfield. And we won't. <laughs> I wish him all the best in his journey through life. Um, <laughs> anything else that you want to say about the Spider-Man trailer? Um, uh, is, is Wong going to go fight Abomination? Is that what Wong's doing? Yeah, like, he's like, probably, hey, right? <laughs> yeah, go fight yes. some monster in a cage. Like, don't do anything stupid while I'm fighting Abomination. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange does the stupid. I think that that's another reason why people are like, that's not Doctor Strange, because what he's doing is very stupid. Uh, he shouldn't be like using his magic to do this stuff. That is true. Uh, we we It would be a silly move for Stephen Strange to be messing around with stuff like this, but... I don't know. The time stone is gone. Maybe who knows what he's up to. It's another days. scroll. It's another scroll. But how would it be doing? Mm, this is the thing. Like, how would it, it, how would the well, scroll be able to uh, do magic? The, because Kevin, wow, how uh, how limited your imagination. Oh wow! Well, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the scrolls, if they've secretly invaded, if they've infiltrated us, uh, then is it such a reach? That they've been, uh, that they have an agent or multiple agents enrolled in commertage, uh, <laughs> learning the ways yes, of the, the sling ring. Let's not forget the the fifth magic school, along with Hogwarts, Germstrung, yeah, <laughs> Bobatons. <laughs> yeah. What if they've been doing that? They went to magic school. They sent some scrolls to Earth to go to magic school, and that's not even to say. Anything of all the other magic schools that might be out there on all these other planets. We've seen some fairly sophisticated planets in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who knows if there's a Skrullcerer Supreme? There it is. Well done. <laughs> You're waiting to get to there, huh? You're waiting to, to land on that one. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I I just don't want any of that. Like, I mean, it, it sure it could be like a fun like what a twist moment to be like he's a scroll or he's a Mephisto. But like, part of me is just like, ah, I'd rather have it just be Doctor Strange. <laughs> like, that'd be much more cooler. Like, let's have a more fun. Isn't there enough happening in this movie already just from that trailer? To your point, Josh, that we don't need scrolls or Mephisto to be no in throw there? in a scroll, scrollcerer <laughs> supreme. Give me I, it. I I do, I would love like the the future state where we have to fight the like scrollified versions of these characters, and one of them is a scroll scroll supreme. Yeah, show me that. I want Captain, that. Captain Scroll America. Like, there's a lot of potential here. Uh, all right, so we'll we'll call it there. Uh, that's what if episode uh, three and Spider Man No Way Home trailer. Next week we're gonna talk. What if episode four? I think we're also going to uh, talk some Shang-Chi uh, by the time that the podcast is recorded and by the time that the podcast is out. Kevin and I will not have seen the movie yet. So next week, we'll like use that as our opportunity to um, lay some takes down, what we're expecting, um, what we're hoping to see, 
just like a little tiny preview thing uh, before the movie drops. Um, And then the week after that, we will give uh, our full Shang-Chi takes alongside. I think that's going to be What If Episode 5 by that point. Um, So the next couple of weeks, a little bit of a What If uh, slash Shang-Chi double feature for you. Plus, if there's any other like super major Marvel event along the lines of What If, we will, uh, or sorry, along the lines of um, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer dropping, uh, we we will take that as it comes. Um, Kevin, you can find this guy. You can find Kevin on the Twitter bots at Kev Mahadeo. Uh, you can find him doing all sorts of crazy shenanigans, including the YA podcast, uh, where Kevin and Melissa Woodwariode, whose name I actually <laughs> do know, but I just love saying Melissa Woodwariode, uh, talk about young adult fiction and young adult movies. You guys just finished your run through Twilight. Uh, as this podcast is being released, uh, you are either able to right now in the main feed, or if you are a patron of Post Show Recaps, you are able to hear Kevin and Melissa talk about The Host, uh, the Stephanie Meyer yeah. movie. Sadly, not the, um, uh, Parasite director, uh, uh Bu Zhang Wu. Um, yeah. Not, not his, uh, version of The Host. It is the Stephanie Meyer. Uh, joint that we that we covered and Twilight boy, that was something Twilight adjacent yes. uh, something uh, also brought about by the listeners as we did the forty hour session of D and D where we were raising money for charity this was one of the goals that we were reaching so if we raise a certain amount of money we were going to do this so we did this for you I hope you're happy <laughs> yes uh, so that podcast is going to be available in the main feed if it is not currently already available. Uh, and beyond that, we're also going to make the next podcast in the YA uh, series available uh, to everybody, not just the patrons of Posture Recaps. That is typically a patron-only podcast, but we want people to know about the fun stuff that Kevin and Melissa have uh, up their sleeves. Uh, and after the host, you guys are getting into the Hunger Games. You're going to be doing the full Hunger Games series. Uh, so that podcast, that first Hunger Games podcast, we're going to release in the main feed as well. So we'll be sure to hype that up next week when we get to it. But after that, you will have to be a patron of Poster Recaps to continue with the series. Uh, great time to sign up. We're getting really, 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 really close to the one-year anniversary of the Poster Recaps patron program. Um, if you want to be cool and get involved before the one year and say, I was cool back when. I was part of the first year of Poster Recaps on Patreon I'm just saying, like, maybe you want to do that. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Talk directly with me, with Kevin, with all of your favorite podcasters on the Post Show Recaps Network. We're in the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord, which is effectively just a sprawling chat room service where you can talk directly with all of your favorite podcasters and all of your fellow listeners, play games, do watch alongs, all sorts of really cool stuff. Um, or at the five dollar level, you just get the podcasts such as YA and other podcasts that we put out there exclusively for the patrons of Post Show Recaps, including a new series that's going to launch in October that I will be sure to scream from the mountaintops as we get closer. I don't think you're going to want to miss it. It's going to be pretty fun and really, really cool, and I think you're going to want to be a part of that. So you can get in on it early now and be cool. You can say, I remember when. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Kevin, anything else? Uh, No, I think that'll do it for me. Um. This was exciting and this was fun. We got some two. We got two multiversal uh, uh, madnesses that we talked about this week, which is which is yeah. really exciting and fun. We love the madness. Uh, more madness next week. 
as everything is super returns. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.